Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach, and I'm Hasita, a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. So Subha, recently a very young friend of mine it makes me feel old just saying that but somebody who's at the beginning of her own career is just considering multiple options you know and she kind of uh, spoke to me about how she's a good writer but she's also educated in architecture she wants to do something in that space and eventually hopefully move on to interior design and sustainable city design so many options out there so she was just thinking do i begin as a writer do i begin as an architect do i begin as an as a writer with an architect like how do i bring i think some of these skills together and that really got me thinking about what really is a career right and how do you go about building it planning it especially in today's times when there's so much i think both opportunity and uncertainty how do you even predict what the next 10 years will look like for you to plan your professional life yeah no so true and uh... I doubt uh, actually if anyone today who's in the early stages of their careers even thinking 10 years I think uh, <laughs> a lot of us are rethinking our entire relationship with work and what does it mean what is like you said what is career what do I want to be doing and yeah. uh, the stats are quite staggering I mean I believe over the last year and these are american stats but about 60% of youngsters right and that's like less than 30 years of age changed their field of work mm, they quit mm, jobs mm. rejoined somewhere else i know a lot of it is pandemic induced but what it has resulted in is a complete rethink of what i want to be doing what so is engaging for me what is worth my time in a way yeah and in that sense the definition of a career has changed or maybe it hasn't it's just that we've become so much more aware of what it means to us uh, because in general i mean the difference between a vocation and a career is that you are supposed to enjoy the career component right like the vocation pays the bills uh, whereas the career fulfills you on the inside out so it's quite an interesting place to be i think for a lot of us maybe rethinking or even thinking about parallel situations in which we can find ourselves potentially so i have a lot of questions on the subject uh, the biggest fun probably being how do i even know if i'm ready for a career switch and assuming i am and uh, let's for the sake of the example think of something radical like tomorrow i want to become part of a choir for example or you know i want to be doing something completely different how do i even go about it? no i think you're right it's a it's definitely a time of abundance which is a good thing that there are a lot of opportunities out there there are a lot of feels that you can explore and just dabble in and see if that you can make something lasting out of it but i think fundamentally it has to start with what or who motivates and inspires you what is it that you know or you feel that i can get up every day and do this for a while right mm-hmm. be it writing or be it something creative or be it something even very operational that i don't know like you're working for an e-commerce company and you're managing logistics or you're working for let's say i don't know an uber and part of the city planning or city marketing efforts whatever that may be but yeah. it's something that i can get up every day and keep doing this for some time yeah. and i like what skills i'm building because i think it's really about building skills or building these experiences are not for me to kind of 
just go in and do something and and walk out with a paycheck and i think that that attitude we've seen that's that's pretty much gone right <laughs> yeah yeah so true because it's a very short term kind of thinking and at the end of the day somewhere you do hit a roadblock in terms of okay i've switched yeah. four times or five times but then what happens right yeah. but just going back to your point uh, earlier about just finding something and sticking to it I think there's a sense of FOMO as well in terms of choosing one over the other because the fact is that the thing we practice over and over again we will eventually get better at. I mean unless we are genuinely doing something that our bodies and minds and spirits are not ready for it's very unlikely that I spend 3 4 years doing something I don't become good at it. Right? So how mm-hmm. do I choose what is that something that I should be investing my time and my energy in and how do i i think just like know for a fact that okay this is something i am willing to commit for the next 5 years at least so i like what um, cal newport says right and i think it originated in his book uh, so good they can't ignore you i like it for one reason that it goes the other way from that very very cliched idea of follow your passion because <laughs> yeah. you know we're all I don't know what is that passion and not every passion converts into a paycheck right and then you just feel worse about it because you've discovered your passion and you can't do anything about it like you can't give it the time of day right so i like his idea of hone your craft like over your career build or over your lifetime of working years build your career capital which is really to go for experiences that will help you to hone what he calls rare and valuable skills right mm. keep collecting those skills and keep mastering them like you said if i do something for 3 4 years with a lot of intentionality then i am most likely to have mastered that skill to an extent so now it's in your kitty mm. and then yeah. find opportunities where that valuable skill is valued right where that <laughs> you have to really do that homework you have to take stock of hey what are my current skill sets and what do i need to develop because mm-hmm. of a general idea of what i like and that means reading a lot of maybe job posts what are companies asking for right mm-hmm. what are some skill sets they're asking for what are some behavioral traits that they're asking for maybe mm-hmm. even speak to recruiters I think that yeah. too, across the career we have to be open to meeting a wide range of people and saying hey what do you do what is that job actually entail what are the things that you need to be good at that job so true so true and in that context how would you i mean or rather what kind of weight would you place on niching down and getting really specific and building a specialized set of skills in today's day and age versus building a set of diverse skills maybe some of them may not even feel fall within the venn diagram of what is considered my career circle mm-hmm. so to speak but maybe it could be something completely off center like crochet or pottery or some of those other experiences which i find that also come back and contribute in unexpected ways sometimes to the way we think and who we become so would you recommend that people really specialize whether it's the soft skill section or whether it's the hard skill the core skill or do you recommend diversifying and doing a little more of the branching out so to speak i think uh, we'll look at it a little differently that if i am defining my objective as collecting rare and valuable skills right to just go with that terminology then mm. i need to at some point for it to be both rare and valuable at some point i have to hit the niches i have to get a little deep and i can't stay at the periphery of something so if i'm let's say 
in in the business of law right and i'm a trained lawyer then can i really just be a generalist and know all forms of law yes but that will only get you so far because at some point you have to say hey i'm good at criminal law hey i'm good at mm-hmm. ip law or i'm good at some kind of law and once you've honed that then mm-hmm. how do i make that rarer and more valuable so what what else do i enjoy i enjoy technology so what's at that intersection so maybe i look at ai in law right yeah. i say how do i learn this how do i explore this who are the people i need to talk to so i think that bit of niching is if that's a word that bit of <laughs> niching is required because you do want to be really good at something that many other people aren't so good at yeah. but knowing that these are my transferable skills so i'm i'm really good at building relationships i'm really good at analyzing data i'm really hmm. good at execution of projects right project management uh, managing a bunch of people getting things done on time so what are those transferable skill sets that this current job role what i'm doing is letting me build and hmm. then on top of that putting hmm. together my work experience my educational qualification my interest what is that rare and valuable output that i can kind of just keep honing yeah that makes sense i think and especially if you are in that space of having made a decision i think a lot of us do make these decisions 90 95% of the time in our heads and it's just about kind of taking it out there and doing something about it where should i start in terms of getting advice right so sometimes i may have four or five skills and i may be interested in more than one among them who should i ask or who's the right person or the right group of people so to speak to tell me that hey maybe this is something that we've seen you be really good at and therefore you should probably consider doing this how do i go about that so well, that's a great question and i i was reading uh, something recently on uh, hbr which talks about creating your own board of directors then i i found that to be <laughs> an interesting concept where it's not really about adding a bunch of mentors which we tend to do if you've been in an organization long enough or in an industry long enough you have those two three people who formally or informally you can reach out to because they've been there done that and kind of can give you advice that you need but in this context of rethinking our relationship with work we're really thinking okay what's my top priority do i want to create an impact or do i just want to get better at what i'm doing or do i just want to make more money right mm-hmm. or do i want more work life balance what will kind of fulfill all of these needs then i need to create that group of people whom i can go to who's an expansive group of like independent advisors in a way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Kind of think of them as each director on your board giving being able to give you very specialized advice in a different area and so somebody is great at managing people and so you can talk to them about team building or how to motivate somebody in your team. Somebody is great at the written word so you can go to them for how do I articulate something. Somebody is just talented at a bunch of things. Somebody is just a friend who is really willing to listen to all your rants right yeah, so each yeah. each one is able to contribute in a different way but you can reach out to them with these smaller quicker asks i think those conversations help us also understand okay what are my strengths what are my gaps 
How mm. are others seeing me? Yeah, right? because yeah. and that's how the workplace is also seeing me. So let me keep creating this little board of well wishers and supporters. Maybe four or five people, not more than that, but and maybe it'll also keep changing with time. But uh, reach out to them and say, hey, I might come to you once a month just to bounce off some ideas yeah, that, that I have. For you, that that really makes a lot of sense to say that hey, someone you know is a senior marketer. Who's done a lot of stuff in an area that interests you? Let's say sustainability, mm. and you say, hey, "Can mm. I just come once a month and bounce off stuff with you?" Some ideas, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's not even the right example for a, like they don't need to be a marketer. You're the mm. marketer, <laughs> but someone yeah. who's in sustainability, you want to create that intersection. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now I'm also thinking if you really zoom out and uh, some of the statistics you mentioned earlier about some 60 percent of people generally reconsidering, I think the work that they're trying to do at this point in time, there is both a challenge and an opportunity at a much larger scale for every organization. That could be in terms of either retaining talent on the one hand. or it could also be about identifying the right talent on the other side because mm. everybody is rethinking everything right so how do you i think at a systemic level when i have 50 100 people in a team in a system doing the same thing or doing similar tasks over a period of time uh, how can i be mindful of the fact that they all have their own interests and even to an extent the fact that they might be reconsidering what they're doing because i can't really afford to lose 50 100 people at the same time no and and it's the reality no i think many organizations are just constantly hiring because the churn is so high and those who are inside also there's a very significant group that's disengaged i think they've earned themselves the kind of bad rep of saying oh disengaged millennials but they are disengaged for a reason because this is a group of people who are in this world of abundance and they do want access to senior people they want visibility they want to be involved maybe because even in your formative years your nuclear families you are in smaller classrooms and you're used to having a say you're used to mm. being a voice being listened to so how do i help this group transition and and be better engaged at work and also i think they are the pulse of what's going on out there so true so true yeah yeah we would be so lost without feedback in terms of what actually is happening in the world out there right i think some um, large fashion brand was it prada or gucci said that we really didn't listen to this group and we kind of missed that whole influencer bus like we didn't really uh-huh. catch the whole digital marketing buzz in the way that it could have really served us well yeah. because yeah, 50 plus years uh, 50 plus year olds are making most of the large yeah, decisions strategic decisions yeah there are organizations that have really done this well through a concept of a shadow board where uh, really create like a board of youngsters don't stick to the staid okay some assessment told me these Ten people are the high pots, right? But mm-hmm. who are those guys? When you offer it, are putting their hands up and saying, "I'm interested in being a part of this. I this is a skill set I want to learn or develop, or I want access and visibility, and I have ideas." Uh, show that it has support from the top, not just for uh, you know doing something uh, quirky, and then keep it agile. You learn and you keep tweaking the program, and you but 
Apparently there are quite a few organizations who have tried this shadow board and given them significant projects saying hey you guys tell us what should our digital transformation 2.0 look like yeah. or you guys tell us how are we going to enter emerging markets right and and mm-hmm. the shadow board of youngsters has come up with ideas and implemented them uh, which has had astronomical impact positive impact for the company Mm-hmm. there's um, a bunch of youngsters that i've been coaching and they're they kind of jumped from one startup to another okay and i was asking them that you know, that was also e-commerce this was also this also e-commerce why why did you jump and they said no because when we joined the first one it was a small company and we had access to the founder Mm-hmm. Now it's like a two thousand plus company, and I'm too many levels away from the founder. So I've mm-hmm. jumped to another one where I am just one down or two down from the founder, and I have greater access, and that's important to me. I want to be at that founder level. Wow! Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely right. I mean, if I'm bringing an X amount of value to the system, and I want to be seen for it, it's perfectly. rational right and what an interesting thing right like i'm sure this would not have come out in any wit interview right so it's quite interesting to think that yeah, no makes no, a lot of sense my, my very staid uh, or very traditional organizational brain if you enter at a certain level then you go to the next and then uh, you go and you don't say hey i want but i want access to the ceo Right, you what you earned that over so many years, but it's not yeah. how to like that outside. That's so true. That's so true. I think accepting change, I think both at the individual level and the org level, uh, I think it, it's so much more important now because I think it's been enforced and it's been imposed on us, so to speak. Maybe this will be called the great reckoning for all we know. So <laughs> time to reckon with some of these changes. I think both in ourselves and the companies that we work with, and the ones that we hopefully wish to work with in the future as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. That makes a lot of sense. No, it takes effort. It takes thinking through it, planning, and putting in the hours to to craft. Okay, this where do I want my journey to go? Because these are my interests right now, and this is what I'm seeing in the world around me, and I want to be doing some of that. So, Siva, now that we know all of these things about where we are as a collective and as individuals, and just also thinking, how do I represent this to the world outside? I may be a hundred different things in my head or in my circle of influence, but the fact is that the person who's hiring me or will hopefully hire me will not know these things. So, how do I really put myself out there? Is a resume still relevant? Is there something else I should be considering apart from just trying to summarize myself in two pages? That's a good question. I think the resume is relevant. and it's also i find um they work with people on their resume it's a very cathartic experience <laughs> because you have to there are some really, who really oh my god there's so many different things i've done and it's five pages and i have to bring it down to two and i'm not even seeing a common thread right mm-hmm. and then to really unearth what are those transferable skills what are those skills that i've built up in each stint right mm-hmm. because i asked them think about in each stint what is the value you've added to the organization and what is the value the organization has added to you like what have you learned mm-hmm. because that you're carrying to what comes next yeah yeah so i think a, a good place to start is to is to look really maybe put that down on paper and then that can translate to what you want to say on linkedin what you might want to say when you're speaking to someone in your network or trying to find a new mentor it really helps that you are then structuring your thinking saying hey these are the skill sets that i have 
this is a common thread between the things that I've done. And also in that document, I'm on LinkedIn calling it out saying, hey, I am somebody who's done technology pre-sales and or I've done a lot of technology delivery and I'm transitioning into strategic consulting. So mm-hmm. call it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of things in life, first you have to call it out and then... <laughs> Hope, hope that they come to you. <laughs> so I was just going to say that the we work we crashed effect is still on me. Then then you have to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get a little philosophical. <laughs> yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, but definitely, I think uh, very interesting times out there. All like uh, a lot of companies are really getting back to shape in a way finding mm. their footing her two three people say that business is better than before without the pandemic like because of the pandemic we've rethought so many things and innovated in so many ways and we are more clear on what we want to do and where we want to go i think as individuals and organizations there's a sea change yeah yeah and i think that's quite uh, gladdening to hear almost and we all need mm. to get in shape a little bit on the professional side for sure we are both ready for a career change now. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Travel influencing? <laughs> Cooking? I don't know. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, small talkers. Thank you for listening till the very end. We love bringing these episodes to you and we hope you enjoy them too. Please do drop in your comments, likes, shares, reviews, whatever you can do on the platform that you're on to help us reach a larger and larger audience. And that would really make our day. You can find out more about today's guest or today's episode in the show notes. All the details and how you can find us on social media is right there. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.